This is LaSalle College High School Basketball on Bob Long Sports. Presented by Dunphy Ford. Krumpetich has his man one-on-one. -on -one. Chris Monty gets him inside. The foul. Count it. And one. He floated in the lane. He put it in from six feet away. Speedy Mars doesn't like it. But Dave Krumpetich has put the Explorers up four. An ill-advised pass stolen by Ryan Winslow. They find Stukes. No one rebounding. He shoots the three. It doesn't matter. It's good. Amar Stukes gives LaSalle. Believe this. The lead. 37-36. Wow. 6.58 to go. Fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? And this in South Student section is absolutely batty right now. This kid is incredible. Pound for pound, man. He is so tough. And now, let's take you to the broadcast booth for the Dumpy Ford pregame show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Archbishop Carroll High School, and this is the Dunphy Ford pregame show as we're getting ready for Philadelphia Catholic League basketball action and a big-time matchup, two teams in the top four of last year's Philadelphia Catholic League regular season. One of these teams went to the Palestra, Archbishop Carroll, and uh, this year, a little bit of a different story for the two teams. Archbishop Carroll, 8-3 thus far, LaSalle, 7-5, both off to a 1-2 start in Philadelphia Catholic League play. And alongside to talk about it with me, Chris Yastrzemski on color commentary. And we have Aaron Carter from Philadelphia Inquirer. We appreciate, Aaron, you coming on. And uh, first of all, all the great work you do in the Philadelphia area for the Inquirer writing about high school basketball. So thank you off the bat for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Let's yeah. start right here on this floor here in Radnor. The Archbishop Carroll Patriots are a team that graduated a lot of talent last year. Josh Sharkey, Ryan Daly, obviously that's the story. Mixed Anthems as well, the big man no longer here. Uh, this year, a little bit of a younger cast, Kari Williams, Colin Daly, Ryan's brother who didn't really have the same role last year. He's expected to step into a larger role now. Uh, in what you've seen or what you've talked about with Coach Paul Romanchik, what are your expectations for this Carroll team, and what do you think some of the struggles have been so far in the Catholic League? Well, uh, let's start. Let's start first with the uh, some of the expectations for this Carroll team. Like, and like you said earlier, Bob, this is a it's a it's a young team. It's a different group. They did lose that senior leadership from last year's team. So you bring in, so you know, it's a matter of uh, building chemistry and uh, building that continuity to get yourself going. But I, I think this team is certainly dangerous and capable of beating anybody on any, any given night. You look at, at their roster, Jesse McPherson, big guy down low, about 6'7", uh, senior. Uh, and then you already mentioned Colin Daly. But the two guys that I was impressed by, I was at the Archbishop Wood game, uh, Justin Anderson and uh, A.J. Hoggard or Hogard. Uh, two guards that can do a little bit of everything, score in the mid-range, get to the basket, create offense for teammates. And uh, they, they, I can see how they have the potential to be explosive uh, offensively for years to come. Again, Aaron Carter here from the Philadelphia Inquirer, writing about Philadelphia high school basketball all season long. Now, this is a Carroll team. I mentioned struggling, but really it's been the – the equivalent of a, a very tough schedule in the Catholic League early on that they're one and two. You mentioned the Wood game, and then of course Newman Garetti. Newman Garetti only a 12 point loss, and you go into the non league, a really nice win over Plymouth White Marsh, and a tough loss by three against Abington, Eric Dixon, and co. Uh, do you feel that this team, with the challenges they've faced early, 
now find themselves with a little bit of an avenue to, to start finding themselves and uh, against some of the, you know, maybe less meaty portions of the Catholic League? I think so. When you look around just the Catholic League or just look around the area in general, what, what I've seen this season is a lot of coaches from a lot of different programs playing a difficult uh, non-conference schedule in the hopes that that will prepare you uh, for some interesting battles in, once the Catholic League play starts and then Public League and Interact. Um, so I think that's always the goal, especially for this season anyway. Uh, and I think what happens is when you play in some of those hostile environments, when you play against teams that might be better than you, um, that you don't really know, you're not as familiar with, uh, I think the, the pressure and the tension of that, whether or not you win or whether or not you lose, I think that helps you coming down the stretch because you've been in that situation. Uh, and, you know, when you have Catholic League teams that have gone against each other for years, coaches know each other, players know each other, um, you know, those are the little things, little things like that, having those experiences in the non-conference, I think will bode well for some of these teams in the come playoff time. Well, we'll talk LaSalle now because this is a LaSalle team that was number four last year, hosted a playoff game in the Catholic League, graduated three seniors in the starting lineup, Ryan McTamney as well as Shane Stark, both went on to play at Ursinus at the D3 level. Now you have a team with an experienced backcourt and a not-so-experienced frontcourt. Opportunities to learn. Zach Chrysler, Conrad Kiska, they're playing feature minutes and really at times have been the leading scorers for this team. What have you seen from LaSalle in terms of trying to balance out the experience of Matt Paulus and Jared Stukes in the backcourt and the inexperienced but really potential of Conrad Kiska and Zach Chrysler in the frontcourt? You know, it's interesting. When I talked to Joe Dempsey before the season started, one of the first things he told me was, uh, you know, we're going to have two sophomores and uh, Zach and Conrad, and we're going to need them to play like juniors. And, it's a, you know, it's a tall task for, for any, anybody to, uh, to kind of step up, especially when, you, when neither one of them really played um, significant roles, um, not, certainly not roles that they're playing like now. So it's difficult to ask those two guys to step into those uh, positions for this season. But they're two talented players two kids that can uh, do a little bit. I I like Conrad. I like his athletic ability. I like the way he attacks the rim. He can finish in traffic and he'll he'll dunk on you if if you're not careful. He'll certainly raise up on you. Uh, But I think one of the things that this LaSalle team is struggling with is, you know, there is that continuity of of, uh, having two younger guys in the mix. I bring in Sean Simon, transfer from uh, Springside Chestnut Hill. So there's some uh, you know, getting familiar with each other I think is always an issue especially when those tough games come around that that tension is there because you haven't been in those tense situations with each other and so that takes some time to get used to Uh, but I think another thing that that this team struggles with is scoring Uh, they can go several minutes without getting buckets and that's a recipe for uh, then that puts so much pressure on your defense if you're not going to score for several minutes that means you better be a lockdown defensive team and uh Right now, I don't. This LaSalle team doesn't have the same sort of athletes that it's had defensively in the past. Sure, and I think that that's a struggle for the Explorers this season. Is this a must-win for either team? It's a little early to be talking <laughs> that fourth game in Catholic League play, but Aaron, I have to ask: you are looking at two one and two teams here. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. I don't really believe in the must-win thing. I think you know every every team wants to win every game, and neither one of these teams, neither, neither season is going to go down in flames if they lose this game. But it is an important game because you know obviously you're right. Uh, no one wants to start off the season one and three, uh, but I think there's there's time to to, re, to rebuild and to respond even if you lose this game. And I think probably what's more important is if whoever loses this game, it's going to be about the way they lose that game. 
So if it's a close game coming down the stretch, I think you know either team will be happy with that, depending on you know execution, whether or not there's turnovers down the stretch. So as we as we take a look at the uh, the Catholic League right now, we have basically Newman Garetti up top at three and zero. Think about it, Wood is a kind of maybe that two team, but then after that, it's kind of like a jumbled mess. You say, except maybe with a few teams down the, down at the bottom. I'm interested in this Father Judge team who beat Wood, who beat Prep by one, and then just barely lost over on Sunday to Roman. Are they dark horse to watch? Absolutely. And they're not, I don't even know that they're a dark horse anymore because people know about them now. Um, i definitely surprised that this team has been able to, uh, to play this well. Uh, one thing that I've always liked about Sean Tate's offense there, he's the coach at Wood, uh, the way that they're able to manufacture offense for guys that can't necessarily score on their own. They run sort of a motion offense, a little bit of a Princeton style in there with a lot of back cuts in there. What that does is take some of the pressure away from Mark Rodriguez, uh, who recently scored 1,000 points, the first player in judge history to score 1,000 points. So he's clearly their best offensive player. And so when you can alleviate some of that pressure from him and get buckets from other guys, I think that bodes well. It makes you an even more dangerous team, and it makes Mark an even more dangerous player. And then with Wood, I, I think they're the number two team, but obviously with what happened with their gym, that freak incident, they don't, we don't really know when they're going to play at home next, but they're playing a bunch of areas. They're having like neutral flight games. Uh, does that really hurt them as a team, or does it really not matter at all? Uh, I would I would be surprised if the location of where they played hurt that team. Uh, it might be difficult for them to find practice time or, or you know just the continuity of being in your own gym. Uh, but this team is so deep and so talented. One of the things that I really like about uh, John Mosco's squad is they seem to have at least one guy who can do everything that you need done on a basketball court. You have Colin Gillespie who can score and facilitate for others, make big shots, make big plays at key moments. You have Seth Pinckney that can block shots and sort of patrol the paint, which makes that, uh, which makes the defensive guards on the, on the uh, outside be able to pressure up even more, makes that defense even more uh, dangerous. And then you have a guy like Tyree Pickron who does a little bit of everything. I really like his game because he'll defensive rebound and he'll get it and then he'll go. He'll start the fast break on his own. Uh, he's a streaky shooter, but he can certainly get to the basket and, and finish well. Uh, and then you, they bring off um, off the bench. Andrew Funk had 11 points in that game against Carroll uh, last week. So this is a deep and talented team, and I'd be surprised if they're bothered by you know not being in their being being in their own gym. I think they're too talented for that. I'll tell you what, they can probably just get more fans than they otherwise would. That's a, <laughs> that's a tight gym over there in Warminster, yeah. and. Uh, it's good for the general public. I make light of it, of course, but I mean, it, there are going to be more people that have an opportunity to see Tyree Pickron, to see Pinckney, and to see Gillespie. Uh, I think a lot of people want to have the opportunity to get out and see those guys. Sure. One of those games of which will be, what is that, next Friday night where they take on LaSalle. It'll be at Arcadia, and I apologize if I don't get that date right, but that's a game that we'll be calling here on Bob Long Sports as well as all the LaSalle games the rest of this season so excited for everyone to be on board with us this here is the dunphy ford pregame show our great sponsor out in the northeast 7700 frankfurt avenue or dunphyford.com go give him a visit and tell kevin dunphy that we said hello aaron you were at a game this past wednesday that had the billings of, of possibly being a classic it did not quite end up that way and i think that speaks more about newman garetti than it does about roman catholic Running away with the victory, 83-49, to where 
it took quite a green, maybe a little bit to get going offensively, but from an assist perspective, he was there. And Roundtree lit up the house a couple times, didn't he? He did. He, he certainly did. And that's one of the things that impressed me most about that game, uh, about Quade Green. Uh, that game, he had four points in the first half. He didn't get his first field goal until 44.6 left in the half. But he dominated that first half uh, offensively by having 10 assists. And it seemed like anytime there was someone that was open, he found him. And it also helps when Newman Grady shot the three the way that they did. But when you... When you have a guy like Quade who doesn't have to score in order to be effective, that makes you uh, such a dangerous team. Now, I will say this for Roman. They, they definitely uh, acquitted themselves well in that game. I mean, you can see the potential and the growth. And uh, guys like uh, Lynn Greer the third, who's a freshman, who really in that first half, I think he had 11 points in that first half. Well, he finished with 12 points. But he sh- certainly showed that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, for the next couple of years. And then Seth Lundy is a sophomore over there for Roman. And you can definitely tell that he can play. He can shoot the shoot from the outside. He'll go down low and finish in the paint. Uh, so this te- this Roman team is going to be dangerous, too, in year, for years to come. But this Newman Gretti team, I talked about Wood being a complete squad. Newman Gretti is also a complete squad. And I can't wait to see uh, those two go against each other. Because, you, you know, we talk about um, Damir Cosby Roundtree, big guy in the middle. Who's, he's, his game has grown so much. I saw him make a, a left-handed hook shot in that game against Roman, something that I hadn't seen him do uh, in a while. Good for Villanova fans to yeah, see exactly. that. <laughs> you know they're <laughs> loving that. Um, so this team, you know, and they bring Christian Ings off the bench. Uh, he's a sophomore, sort of an explosive guy, a guy that Carl Aragel, the coach of Newman Gretti, expects to be sort of their next guard in line. Uh, so this Newman team, it's it, guys, if you – if if anyone out there, if you haven't seen Newman Gretti yet, go out there and go see them play. Yeah, this is the Dunphy Ford pregame show. Bob Long, Chris Jastrzemski, and our guest, Aaron Carter from Philadelphia Inquirer, alongside. We appreciate him coming out. And it was good for Newman to win that game because I jest with you here, Aaron, but they went over 500 for the game, for the year with that win. <laughs> yeah, and you, you talk about a team that's going to play a tough schedule and hope it helps. You know, going later into the year, they're playing games. The City of Palms this weekend. They're in Springfield, Mass, uh, for the Hoops Hall of Fame game. Uh, so, Car Aragel has never been a guy to shy away from good competition. And it's sort of like we were talking about earlier, Bob. You know, coaches want to play those tough schedules, so it doesn't really matter. You know, about your record early, uh, especially in the Catholic League. What matters is what you do in the in the regular season, and then come playoff time. Just one more question for you, because I know you got to get ready, and appreciate you spending some time with us here. Bonner Prendy. It's a game that people heard on this radio station uh, last week when LaSalle went down to Bonner Prendy and didn't really know what to expect out of them coming into the game. Well, they acquitted themselves very, very well, and now with the Roman loss on Wednesday night, it's Newman Garetti and Bonner Prendy unbeaten in the Catholic League. What do you see out of this team? Is it sustainable, and where do you find them slotting? When it's, it comes to the end of the year. It is certainly sustainable, and you can't help but be happy for Jack and Cannon in that Friars program that has been had been down. I think this is Jack's third year. Uh, before that, the team had really been down. Uh, but this team is definitely for real. Um, I think sort of the um, the guy that makes them go is their, for, to, in my opinion, is their senior point guard, Christian Lane. About 5'9", but speedster, quick, uh, can get in the paint and score, can facilitate for others. Uh, and then Justin Gans is a shooter for them from the outside, mid-range, uh, long-range, 
And then Ajiri Johnson has been someone that sort of surprised me. He's, he's raw, but he's athletic and talented. If he can stay out of foul trouble and stay in the game and on the court, he's a major uh, difference maker for them. Uh, what, what I think might hurt the Friars is, of course, you know, not having been there before in terms of this level of success. Uh, for me, I like to see teams that, you know, you get to this level right now where you're Bonner, you take your lumps now when you have some talent, and then the next season, okay, we've been here before, now we have to learn how to win these games. Uh, I think that's going to be there, the genesis of this uh, Friars team. Hot take, do they host a playoff game? <laughs> um. I could see it happening. I could see it. I could certainly see it happening. That'd be a not. fun gym to go to a playoff game. Yeah. And you ever been there? That place I have is, been. That place is I phenomenal. Yep, it gets hot Tight, there. Packed. It gets steamy in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good environment. All right, well, Aaron Carter, we appreciate the time. Philadelphia Inquirer, that's where we can catch your work? Yes. yes. All right, well, you'll have a story on this game. We're excited to see it and, uh, and enjoy the game, my friend. Great. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You got it. Aaron Carter, Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks to him. For joining us here on the Dunphy Ford pregame show, Bob Long, Chris Yastrzemski. About a minute 42 till we get going here. And Chris, want to get final comment from you before we get to action here tonight. Your thoughts on this basketball game? It's going to be a big one for sure. Um, I was at the Bonner game, obviously, last week. Uh, the Eagle game didn't fare out that well either. So this is easily a must win for LaSalle and easily a must win for Carroll, both at one and two. I'm excited for this game. The atmosphere is kind of flowing. The juice is kind of flowing early on right now. Fran Duffy just saw during the Ace Carter interview. He's at the game, Temple head coach. There you go. So We're excited. Lit. We're excited. This has been the Dunphy Ford pregame show. We'll be back in just a minute. First opening tip here from Archbishop Carroll High School. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at elmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's elmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design.
Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates.